Welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story, sharing real stories of the joys and challenges of adoption. Now, here's the host of Adoption Now, April Fallon. Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. I'm your host, April Fallon. Thank you for tuning in. If you've never heard our show before, we are a Denver radio program and a national podcast. We tell adoption stories from the perspective of the adoptive parent, the birth parent, or the adoptee. I am a mother of four adopted children. We have said yes to seven placements, and through it all, we've become an interracial family. We cover all adoption topics on this show. My husband and I have told our full adoption stories, and you can find those podcasts at adoption-now.com. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes. Today, we are so happy that you tuned in because we are finishing this amazing story of an adoption that Adoption Now was a part of. While on our journey to adopt baby Malia last year, we started getting all these emails from people who wanted to connect to Christine, our lawyer. They wanted to be on her adoption list. They had already done their home study in their state, but they wanted to be added to a list in another state. And so one of our families was Heather and Nathan. I actually went to Bible college with their neighbor. Is it their, your neighbor, Heather? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so she said, oh, I've got this great family. And so I connected her with Christine. Well, in June, we get this phone call. And Christine calls us and says, oh, my goodness, I have a hospital drop. There's a baby here, healthy baby, and it's your family. She said, Heather and Nathan. And I said, no, I don't think I know them. (laughs) And she's like, they're your family from North Carolina. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So we're calling them and calling them. And they were not responding. They were on a lazy river and did not take their phones, which I tell all adoptive parents, don't do that. Take your phone everywhere. When you are on a list, you've got to be ready. Also plan a vacation because when you go on that vacation, that's when you're going to get that call. Every time. It's so funny. But she keeps calling and she keeps calling. And so Christine says, you know, April, I'm going to have to move on to the next couple because I, I can't wait. I mean, this this baby needs a family. And finally, Heather responds. And so they were on their way from North Carolina to meet the baby. Last time we ended the story with them um, connecting and finally meeting their baby. And did you name him Kai? Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the baby's name is Kai. Heather, Christine, welcome back on the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap up this story. I mean, this is so amazing. This is one of those stories that everybody dreams of, right? I tell a lot of adoption stories and they're not always great. They're very difficult. Sometimes they end with loss and sadness and they're very expensive. But this story makes me so happy because they're still happening like this where, I mean, it's just one thing after another is amazing for your family, Heather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Okay, so you're down in Florida. You walk into the hospital. You see your baby. And the birth mother wants to come back the next day. So did she? Yeah, she came back um, later the next day. It hadn't been quite 24 hours you know, from the time that we got there, but, but she, she did want to come back, which I thought was pretty surprising. You know, you just, it just seemed like really sweet of her to come back. Did you want to meet her? Um, I did. It was kind of strange because I had never, I, I had been on the fence about open adoption. I was like, I don't know, semi open, maybe close. I just 
wasn't sure how I would feel about having to share, you know, share this child, you know. Um, but I mean, I guess that's how God moves in our hearts, you know. He, it just felt like, no, I, I need her to be a part of this. I need, I just felt really like, I don't know. She gave us such a gift um, that. I wanted her to be a part of it. So it was like, okay, all of a sudden I am totally open to open adoption. Okay, Christine. So did you get sleep at all? No. And I'm looking at the timestamp of the meeting with the birth mom is at 4.55. And I know I left the hospital that morning around 6 a.m., maybe 6.15, because after we had done the, you know, they they had gotten the baby, I had to go up, make sure all the paperwork had been registered with the nurse's office. They knew who was there. They knew who was in the room. We had to get the banding done. And then I, of course, had reached out to birth mom and and was trying to set up the time. Of course, not at 6 a.m. I think I did that around 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. that morning, indicating that they had arrived, that they were there, and trying to coordinate when she was coming. And she says, it's going to be in the late afternoon. So, no, I did not get any sleep. I think I might have laid down for about an hour. Um, so just enough time to go home, change clothes, go back to my office and start processing the paperwork because I have to file that on Monday. 40, uh, Florida has a 48-hour notification requirement with the court. And because baby had been born Friday night, I had to file Monday morning. So I worked that afternoon for a couple of hours putting all the documents together to file with the court just to go back to the hospital for the meeting that had been set for about five o'clock. Okay. So tell us about that meeting. So I knew that birth mom was really nervous. She brought the friend, one of her college roommates back in with her and she was really nervous, but she just said that it would be okay. And she wanted to see them, that she wanted to just ask them some questions and she had to have a sense of peace of where he was going so we go into the room together, and it was, of course, pretty unnerving for a couple of minutes. But our birth mom is really laid back, um, and she she's very kind. So she sat right down, and she actually was very chatty, which I think helped the situation. And I know I facilitated some of the questions just to get everybody talking. But after that initial couple of minutes, it seemed fairly normal to the extent that it can be, you know, with people who've never met, there's a baby in the room. I'm guessing Heather's wondering what she's going to say. Has she changed her mind, even though she'd already signed her documents? But I sat there, and as I sat and watched, I was like, this is beautiful. I mean, it was natural, it was natural and she just wanted to see um, Heather and Nate and make sure that these were the people that she had picked out in the book. And she giggled, and she talked about how she was feeling. And it was, it was, completed in probably, Heather, I'm going to guess about 15 minutes. It, it wasn't a long yeah. meeting at all. How old is she? It was pretty quick. Early 20s. Early 20s. Okay. And was there a birth father? I mean, obviously there was, yep. but was he present or notified or do, what, how does that work? So in Florida, um, if there is a birth father, the, the birth mom does not have to disclose who it is if the um, the child is conceived during an act that, which would be deemed as a crime. So our birth mom had been date raped. Uh, now she ties in that this is likely the situation. She had been date raped. She had um, opened even a criminal case for prosecution against who we may believe be the birth father, but she did not have to disclose this man to us because of the criminal case. So she and her documentation failed 
to disclose under our federal and Florida Constitution a right to privacy. So he was not ever notified um, because I don't have to notify. So in this situation, we didn't need his consent. So once birth mom signed all her documents, this adoption I knew would be a secure placement. Did she get aftercare, Christine? I mean, this this girl has gone through severe trauma. She did um, have, she already had a counselor that she was working with. And coincidentally, her name was Christine because I had, I checked up on her on a couple of occasions and she let me know that she was still working with her counselor. She did a couple of visits with my social worker um, the week following placement, but she chose to work with her longtime counselor because there were, there was a pre-existing relationship. But overall, when she walked out, she was smiling. She said she had a sense of peace, that her job was to be a vessel for this baby to be with Heather and Nate. There was never a question in her mind that she was supposed to parent this child. And she said she felt very peaceful. And and we took a photo together. Um, So I have a photo on my phone of the birth mom with Heather and Nate. It's at 4.55. and you can see everybody's, it, it's, it's a soft smile. It doesn't look like everybody's joyful, but it, it's, it's the sweet, kind photo that I'm excited that Kai will get to see at some point. Heather, how did you feel during the meeting? Um, I, I just, <laughs> I didn't really know what to say because I was like, I want you to know, like, we're normal people. <laughs> like, we, um, you, you know, I, I wanted her to feel like, she made the right decision and but also feel like you know hey we're we're open to this like we love you you know already like I don't know you but I like feel an instant connection with you and and um so it was it was interesting it was a little I mean obviously it was weird and awkward but at the same time it was like so sweet to be able to like sit with her and um just be able to like learn a little bit about her and um, just kind of like, I I don't know. I just kind of fell in love with with her, like in that small moment that we shared, you know. Mm -hmm. Did that surprise um, you? It did. It did. I just, yeah, I'm still surprised by it often. I mean, because I think about her a lot. Like, I mean, it's funny sometimes because I'm like looking at his toes and I'm like, well, oh, I wonder if you have her toes or, you know, I mean, but it's not like a weird thing. Like, Oh, I wish you had mine. It's like, wow. You know, I'm, I'm looking at you and like praying for her at the same time. So, right. Yeah. It's a heart change for sure. Because when you go yeah. into it, I, I don't know for us, when we went into it, the thought of meeting a birth mother was very scary And then you hear all these horror stories and people are telling you that's not right and you shouldn't do that. And so you just feel fear and, and that's all that you think about. And then when you're actually in it and you're holding this woman's baby, that's now your baby, you're sharing a baby, you're both mothers. And then you're watching this baby grow up and you're thinking this baby's amazing and she must be amazing. And so it just really connects you. We're going to take a break, but I can't wait for you to share the next part of the story because she brought a friend and something amazing happened while you met the friend, right? Right. Stay tuned as we talk to Heather and Christine about this adoption story. You're listening to Adoption Now. We'll be right back.
94.7 FM, The Word. Hi, this is Bethany Miller, the Director of Events and Media here at Adoption Now. Thanks to you, Adoption Now just keeps growing. We want to give you an opportunity to start sponsoring locally here in Denver and nationally through our podcast. In return, we want to support your business through advertising on this program and on our new donor page. It's a great way to show that you and your company support adoption. Help us keep telling adoption stories so we can encourage the adoption community and bring families the resources they need. If you're interested, contact me at bethany at adoption-now.com. Together, we can give adoption a voice. Welcome back to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. Today we're talking to Christine Thurman and Heather. And Christine is a lawyer from Florida. She does adoptions. And Heather is an adoptive mother who has just gotten a new baby. I mean, this is like so fresh. She's gone from no baby to here, you're a mom. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what that was like. I mean, so amazing. You wait for so long. They struggled with infertility, her and her husband, for five years. And then they waited for an adoption for eight months. And so here's this moment. She's now met the birth mother. And they've spent time together. This birth mother has gone through so much. She didn't even know she was pregnant. She just went to the hospital and delivered. And she's an athlete. So she's in shape. And so this is just a story you do not hear very often. And she gives birth to this healthy baby boy. And we're talking about how God really changes your heart in the process and how when you start the adoption journey, you feel like you would be very close to an open adoption. You don't even know what that means. That feels uh, frightening. And it's just a it's just a hard thing to embrace sometimes for new moms. And here you are, Heather and Nate. You Both of you are being thrown right into, hey, you're going to have an open adoption possibly. And now you feel differently about it. And she brought her friend to meet you. So she left the hospital. She came back. Tell us about her friend. Um, so her friend... Um, she, there was a brief moment in there, like a couple minutes, um, where Christine and the birth mom stepped out of the room. And um, so her, her friend standing there just kind of like doesn't really know what to say, I guess. So she says, what did you guys end up naming him? And, well, I kind of looked at Nate and I was like, well, uh, we decided on Kai Jameson. And she just kind of had this look of like, like squinty eyes and they're like what and she's looking at me and she says that's so crazy because yesterday I was holding him and I looked at the birth mom and I said he looks like a Kai and when she said Mm -hmm. that I was in such shock I didn't realize that it was like a like wow moment but like when I tell the story now it's like wow (laughs) like God is in the details like he you know planned all of that and you know gave us the name I mean because I was in the car praying as we were riding, I was like, Lord, like, there's no way I can, we can come up with a name that's strong enough for him, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, I mean, they kept going back to that name, Kai. And, and obviously it was the Lord just giving us the name, like, nope, this is it, you know? So it was, it was really one of those moments where it's just like, wow. I mean, so amazing. You, Lord. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it feels like you're in the right place at the right time. You know, if you're on the adoption journey right now and you are feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling like, is this right? Or did we say yes to the right thing and no to the right thing? And, you know, there's so many different um, questions that you have. And sometimes you just don't know. Ask God to send you a sign like that. We have 
those stories in our adoption journey. We had a Lily that we named Lily and we didn't know if we should stay in it. It was very messy. And until the birth parent said to us, we want to name the baby. And we said, uh, okay, what do you want to name the baby? And they said, Lily. And it was like in that moment, we said, we're supposed to be in this because we want to name the baby. Lily. I mean, the baby's name is definitely supposed to be Lily. And so it just felt like God was opening our eyes to things we had never seen before and giving us peace, you know, not peace necessarily about the whole thing, but peace in our hearts that we were there at the right time, that this was your child. But you said that you struggled a little bit with, with becoming a mother right away and, and Mm -hmm. feeling like, what am I supposed to feel? Yeah. Yeah. It was really strange. And for at least the first few months, um, because it was just like, there was a lot of doubt, like, you know, did she pick the right person or like the dog, did you pick the right person? You know, it's just like a lot of like, you know, am I supposed to feel like this instant connection or does it just happen over time? Or, um, yeah, it was, it was really strange because a lot of people I've heard like, yes, I just felt instantly bonded. And then, um, a lot of people in our church were having babies at the same time. Like, I mean, it's like a baby boom. Um, so there were two born the week that we, um, got the call for him and then two more born, I think within a couple of weeks after. So all these babies, (laughs) and, um, you know, they're talking about being connected and just like instantly bonding and having this just like goo goo gaga thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just was like, am I supposed to feel that? I mean, I kind of do. And I kind of understand that that's there, but I, I just didn't feel completely like a mom. Like I had a hard time for a few weeks, Mm -hmm. months to even say like, you know, call myself mom to him or say, you know, any of that. It was just kind of hard. I love that honesty because even though you had this amazing story, I agree with you. I felt the same way when, when we brought home our first baby, it was very hard for me. And I felt like maybe other people were thinking, you're not really a mom. You didn't really go through the pregnancy or do you really know what you're doing? And actually I was thinking that too. Do I really know what I'm doing? And so there's Mm -hmm. this insecurity that comes sometimes with, um, adoption. And I think if you're standing on the outside, you're not an adoptive parent, but you see a mother become a mother through adoption. The best thing you can say to them is you're a great mom. You're a great mom. This is coming naturally for you. Say things like that so that the mom can feel like, yeah, I'm kidding. I, I'm like everybody else. I mean, I, I think I've got this. How long before you went into the swing of things and you felt like, yes, this is, this, I am a mom. I am his mom. I think it, it took about four months, maybe five, to really like start to just say, you know what? You're just going to have to say, mom, like, like introduce myself as mother to him, like as mama, you know? Because if I didn't start doing that, I felt like I was going to just kind of sit in that, like, questioning. Mm-hmm. But, like, as soon as I, like, decided to, like, let myself accept it, it was, it just changed. It changed all that. So, yeah, it took, it took several months. Well, there's a couple of things going on when you first become a mother. And I, and I say this to a lot of families um, with adoption. The child has to attach to you and you have to attach to the child. And that can take time sometimes. And people don't expect that. Like, as soon as I see this baby, I'm going to feel 100% connected. 
that's what you'd like to think. And sometimes when that doesn't happen, people can fall into um, questioning, insecurity, sadness. We've had some some mothers say they've fallen into depression. And I just want to encourage you, don't be depressed. I want you to know it does come. It does come. Just give us some time and just get used to that. And you know what? I would like to say this. There's an added pressure when you haven't finalized yet. You wonder in the mm-hmm. back of your mind, is this baby going to stay with me? Is somebody going to come and take this baby? Now, in Florida, that's not possible. After 48 hours, that paperwork's going through, and she has to prove duress. You know, an aunt can't come. or And that's why a lot of people go to states like Florida. But I do know that until that baby gets your last name, it's very difficult as a mother to really feel like you can sleep at night knowing 100% you're a family. And so I just commend you for being very honest with that. And if you're going through that, I want you to know you're totally normal. Just keep doing the next steps. And once the baby is finalized, you know, Malia, I'm so glad she's not my first baby because she's number four. And I'll tell you what, she's attached to my husband. And if it was my first baby, I'd be like, does this baby even like me? But I know that in time, she's going to be fine. My husband is very lovable and all the babies love him. And so if she was my only baby, I might feel like, oh, oh my gosh, I feel insecure about this. Because I've been around the block a couple of times with adoption, I understand that, hey, you know what? We're going to have our moments and I'm going to do as much as I can as a mom in attachment. Did you do a lot of skin to skin um, we did in the beginning, um, and but when we got once we got home, it was it was kind of crazy because once I mean the first two weeks in Florida, we did a lot because it was just the three of us, and then once we got home, everyone everybody wanted to come over all the time and meet him and like hang out with us and help us, and so it just felt like it, we were so overwhelmed, <laughs> overwhelmed. There were so many people. So as far as like skin to skin, we only did you know every once in a while. So that's one thing I kind of regret, like we should have done more of, but, um, in our situation, it was like, we just had people over all the time. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, I think that that's a process, you know, we've done skin to skin with different babies at different times, depending on their needs. Christine, talk to us about finalization. So tell us that process. It's 30 days. So for termination of parental rights in Florida, we can, we can finish that process in 30 days. So after mom signs her documents around the 48-hour point in here, she actually signed at less than 24 hours because she had been discharged in writing on her chart. So from that point, we, of course, do all the paperwork processing. We just have a hold period until 30 days. So after the 30-day point, we terminate parental rights, and then the, the court makes us wait another 30 days um, until we file our petition for finalization or adoption in Florida. So under our statute, you can finalize the entire adoption once the baby has been in placement for 90 days and you have post-placement reports by your social worker indicating that there is bonding and thriving in the home. So in this case, of course, we finalized, you know, within our timeline right after 90 days um, because, of course, this baby is thriving, and this, this, was an easy, um, this was an easy adoption from the perspective of we didn't have to notify birth father. We didn't have to um, do some of the steps and hurdles we have to do when there is a named birth father. So this, this one was fairly straightforward. Do you talk to the birth mother now, either one of you? Um, we we kind of... I email back and forth every once in a while with her 
just to kind of update her and let her know that he's doing great. And um, I I would love to get to know her better, but um, I'm kind of leaving that up to her. I know I I don't have any idea what she's going through. Um, but I did Christmas Day. I just couldn't stop thinking about her. And so I emailed her Christmas Day and um, ended up sending her a couple of pictures. And, and she responded. She actually sent a couple of pictures back, which was I mean, it just made my day. It was like made my whole Christmas like just to know that she um, was ha- still happy that um, that Kai's in a good home, you know, with us. This story is so amazing, Christine. How did how did she get the easy story? I don't know. I, I'm thinking Heather has no idea how amazing and unusual this set of facts and circumstances coupled with the baby's health and overall with a birth mom who had no expectations, meaning she just wanted to meet them. She just wanted to know that she had made the right choice and was willing to walk out of the hospital trusting that I was following through on my word. I was going to pick the right couple. You know, she had made the the selection, but I had to make sure they got there and that everything was going to be okay. She didn't ask for any birth mom expenses. She didn't ask for any fees for assistance in any way. Um, we did provide counseling services to her to which she utilized just minimally. But other than that, it was just to provide my email and my contact information. And if they want to stay in touch, we'll do that. And if not, I'll understand and respect them. It was, um, this is a beautiful story. It really, really is. Thank you for letting Adoption Now be a part of it. And thank you both for coming on the show and talking about it. Christine, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. All right. My office is in Tallahassee and our phone number is 850-765-9285. Or you can reach us online at www.thurmanlawfirm.com. Christine and Heather, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to be posting pictures about this story. Don't forget to like Adoption Now on Facebook. And remember, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Adoption Now. If you'd like to tell your story or for more information about Adoption Now, visit the website at adoption-now.com. You can also find them on Facebook or Instagram. Join us next week as we bring you another adoption story on 94.7 FM, The Word.